Hey friends, greetings from the NSCA hostel in uh, Nanba in near Dotonbori in Osaka, Japan. Um, I moved to this hostel yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Um, after staying at another hostel a little bit in the northern part of the city um, called the Sakura La Arm. Um, that hostel was super nice, very clean and comfortable, um, just a little quiet, um, and not as much to do around that area. Well, there's there's plenty to do, um, and I took a walk around Osaka Castle and you know checked out some of the local uh, shops and restaurants and stuff. But I, um, after staying there for a couple of days, I wanted to be closer to Dotonbori, where where a lot of the action is, where it's kind of a big, you know, party atmosphere, as my friend calls it, the Rapongi of Osaka. Um, so this hostel is quite a bit bigger. Um, there's a 56-bed mixed dorm as well as a female dorm. I'm not sure how many beds in that one. Um, it has a really big common area where you can hang out and, you know, just chill. Um, they've got free coffee and um, toast in the morning. Um, looks like they have a, a bar that, that hasn't opened yet, but um, will be opening soon. And um, and the best part about it is it's just right basically in the center of things. You can just walk right out and there's like a million shops and restaurants and bars and things to do and it's close to all the the cool stuff in Dotonbori. Um, so um, Japan uh, is great obviously I love you know visiting here and coming back here um, and it's fun to kind of just um, you know revisit the old stomping grounds although Osaka isn't really my old stomping grounds that was Tokyo um, for those that don't know, I lived in Tokyo for two years back in the late nineties. And usually when I come back to visit, that's where I'll stay. Um, cause I know it better than anywhere else. Um, in my various travels through Japan, I've visited most of the major cities and regions and stuff. I've been to all four of the main islands, um, starting in Shikoku, when I was a high school student, I did a homestay in Matsuyama on the western side of Shikoku. That was my first experience in Japan. Um, Shikoku is kind of that island that's in between Honshu and Kyushu, and not a lot of people go there. It's pretty countryside, um, so most people don't visit Shikoku. Um, and obviously, I lived in Tokyo for two years and then in various travels back of you know visited Kyoto and I was and I, I visited Osaka once briefly um, visited up north in Sendai Fukuoka or sorry not Fukuoka of um, Sendai Akita um, up in Hokkaido Niigata Nagoya and then um, down south in Hiroshima um, Kyushu, Fukuoka. Um, I haven't been to Okinawa yet, um, so someday I'd love to go down there. It's just kind of far away. Um, so I think 
because of that, um, I don't feel that much pressure to um, jump on a bunch of Shinkansen and see a bunch of cities that I've already seen before. It's kind of nice to just sort of chill here in one place for the most part. Um, and there's so much amazing, you know, food and restaurants and bars um, that I could easily just spend the whole rest of the week um, eating and drinking my way around Osaka. Um, I made a little checklist of all the the different food and stuff I, I want to resample. I mean, I've had most of everything before, but um, you know, it's it's nice to nice to get the, get a, a taste of everything again um this hostel despite being as big as it is it hasn't been super social um most people keep keep to themselves um and that's okay although i, w I would like to you know connect with some people while i'm here um the first uh, or the second night in Sakura La'an Hostel, we I kind of made friends with a with a couple of folks, um, Chichi and Mombir, and we went on a, a fun little Osaka pub crawl. So we hit about three bars and then a dance club, and um, that was super fun. Uh, at the second bar. There was karaoke upstairs, so I busted. Of course, I had to bust out some Big Papa, um, Notorious B.I.G., and um, everybody seemed to love that. The whole rest of the night, people were going, "Hey, what's up, Notorious? What's up, Big Papa?" Blah blah blah. blah. So that <laughs> was pretty fun. Um, met some other uh, cool folks on that on that uh, bar crawl. Um, got a chance to practice some Japanese. Um, got some good compliments, um, which is always fun. And um, uh, one of the bars we went to was sort of a bar slash club where they were playing a lot of sort of old school hip hop music. There was a DJ and um, he was playing some really good cuts. Um, another bar we went, or basically the last place we went to was a club, and I don't remember the name, um, but there was a good dance party going, really awesome DJ, I shazammed a bunch of his music, um, and um, probably stayed out, I probably stayed out till about 1.30 or so, um, more people started coming into the club, and I was, I was pretty faded, and... Um, my two companions that I came with from my hostel looked like they were staying out all night and I just didn't have it in me. So I started walking home and stumbled across a little takoyaki stand and ordered a six pack of takoyaki. Um, that was super delicious. So I had to order another six pack and the guy was kind of smirking, not smirking. He was laughing. Um, and I told him it was super good, and he was happy about that. Um, and then on the way home, took a taxi and was bantering with the taxi driver. And, um, you know, one thing I notice is I take it as a compliment when I just have a conversation with somebody, and they don't 
they don't stop after like one or two sentences and say, oh, Nihongo Umai, your Japanese is so good or something. When they just sort of have a conversation, to me that's a sign that like I'm doing pretty good and I'm, and, and they're not feeling like the need to have to like compliment my Japanese, which is like a really polite thing to do, but it's sort of silly when you've only said like one or two words. Um, of course it's nice to get compliments, but it's, it's nicer when, you're just having a, a a nice exchange with somebody, and um, they understand you, and you understand them, and it just makes you feel like a little like I think I talked about this on an earlier podcast, but like a little sort of like uh, I don't know, like a little like a little star on your little golden star on your stickers board or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, so. You know, it's weird to think that there was a time when I was feeling like, like, why did I spend all that time studying Japanese and living in Japan and everything? And, um, and now I, now I'm super happy that I did. I mean, I don't know that I'll ever get to use it in like a work setting or something, but it's just nice to have, um, this, uh, ability or whatever you want to call it like so that when I come visit here I definitely I don't feel like as much of a tourist I feel like I sort of belong here like I know my way around and stuff and it's just a good feeling um to be able to do that especially after being in you know 13 other countries where I'm stumbling along and I have to use hand signs and you know speak you know I can only say like thank you or hello you know um it's nice to be able to just like have a full blown conversation. So like, for example, I, I just went and got a haircut and, uh, I was searching around for a barber shop and I just pulling up, you know, searching for Google barbershops and Google maps and found this one that was actually down in the subterranean part of Nipponbashi station. And it turned out it was this like super discount haircut place. It was like only 1200 yen. And you, you just like everything here, you, you have a little machine and you buy your haircut ticket and then you wait in line and then you, and then they give you a haircut and this nice lady, um, just was super friendly and we had a, a, just a casual conversation like you do when you're getting your haircut back in the States, but just happened to be in Japanese and, um, and she was, she was really funny and, and, uh, it was just cool that to be able to like have, a casual exchange like that in another language, um, just doing like an everyday mundane thing, like getting your haircut, you know? So I don't know. I don't know why, but it's just such a good feeling. Um, not everything has to be this big formal, you know, um, highfalutin exchange of ideas or whatever. Sometimes it's just those, those little exchanges that are really the most memorable, um, um, at least for me. So that was, that was fun. And then, um, let's see, last night, um, I reconnected with one of my old ICC colleagues, Charlie Richards, um, who has lived in Osaka for, uh, what did he say? Since 1987. So over 30 years. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and his wife, Chieko, and, um, we went out for Okonomiyaki um, and they're, they're all on this keto diet kick. So we had quote unquote healthy okonomiyaki 
and uh, it was still really delicious. Uh, it just didn't have all the like processed flour and stuff that normal okonomiyaki has. So like one of them was like a soba okonomiyaki. So it was like buckwheat noodles with some of the egg and, and other toppings. And it had like avocado and tomato and it was still like, it, it was hard, not super recognizable as okonomiyaki, but it was still really delicious. And I don't, we had some daikon and then this egg dish and then this, um, like lotus root with cheese, um, thing. And you cook it all at your table. Well, at that place, they sort of cook it for you and then they bring it to your table and then it, they keep, sort of keep it warm on the hot pan at your table. So, um, we went there and then we went to Hub, which is kind of a chain of British style pubs. Um, had some beers and just talked about, you know, politics, sports, life, religion, all kinds of stuff. I haven't, I haven't seen Charlie since probably, I think we figured it was 2003 when I came here with Sayaka and, um, that was the last time I was in Osaka and I was only here for like a day and maybe day and a half or something like that. So yeah, it was really cool connecting with him and he, he busted out this old picture of, me and um, ICC students, Yusuke and Koichi, um, when we all had this international all day long risk battle back in, back when I was living here, which was super fun. And totally remember that memory. Um, and yeah, so it's just interesting to see, um, Charlie had operated a English school for kids for about 10 years or a little over 10 years. Um, he closed that this year. So we sort of toasted to our mutual closing of businesses. Um, and, um, now he is a combination tennis coach and one-on-one English teacher. So, um, he does like private lessons for people. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was really good connecting with him. Sadly, I'm a little sad that I'm not going to be able to connect with some of my friends in Tokyo. Um, but you know, it's, it's okay. Um, he, Charlie sent me a list of, um, cool places to check out in Osaka, including this fish market, which I'm really, I love fish and I love fish markets. So I'm going to check that out. Um, and then I think I may go try to check out Himeji Joe, which is, um, according to Charlie and probably is right. I've seen pictures of Himeji Joe and it's probably the most spectacular castle in Japan. Um, it's a little bit out of the way. You have to take a train past Kobe to Himeji. Um, but I think it'll just be like a cool mission to do like kind of a day trip to do, um, without, I don't know, going through all the rigmarole of packing up my stuff and going to another city and checking into another hostel somewhere and then checking back out and coming back to Osaka and all that. I'm just not really feeling it, um, to do, to do something like that. And I've, I've thought about going to Kyoto and, and I may still do that cause it's not too far away, but I might just do like a day trip or something like that. Um, see how I feel. Um, but I've been there a few times and it's awesome. Um, it just, um, just, we'll, we'll see how I feel basically. Um, the other news is that I decided to cut my trip short a little bit. I decided to cancel the Philippines, which was going to be the last stop on this trip. Um, 
nothing against the Philippines. I would still love to go back there. I just, for whatever reason, I completely um, misallocated the number of days that I would need in the Philippines. I, th- I thought that I had like a week, you know, which was really cutting it short. I mean, the Philippines is huge and there's so many islands and stuff to explore. Um, so, but I thought I had at least a good week there. And then something happened with my flight home where it got cut back a day. And then I started figuring out like the travel from Manila to an Island and then the back to Manila and then flying out. So when you exclude travel days, I really would have only had like three days on some Island somewhere, which just didn't seem like it was worth it for all that extra flying time and everything. And if I'm going to go, I, I think I want to, do it right and have enough time and stuff so so yeah sadly i'm cutting out cutting out philippines but on the other hand i'm also feeling like the trip is i I feel pretty satiated with the trip um, in terms of like what i've been able to see and do and um so this time in, in Japan and then Hong Kong um, is, it just feels like bonus time, really. Um, so um, I'm just going to be chilling out here for like a week and then I'll be spending like sort of a long weekend from like Friday to a Tuesday in Hong Kong. And, um, and yeah, and that just feels like enough time. And I'm starting to think a lot more about what I'm going to do after I get home and everything still haven't come to any grand conclusions yet, unfortunately, but, um, I think I feel sort of ready to start attacking that question in, in earnest. Um, and I, I, I definitely feel like I've had like an adventure of a lifetime. So one more country, you know, cut like, like trying to rush through like a big country like Philippines um, just doesn't feel right. So, um, so yeah. So I'll be I'll be home on the 26th for anyone that's out there that wants to reconnect. Um, and um, yeah, but until then, um, I'm just gonna enjoy my my last week here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'll be coming home in a little bit more than a week, so I'll just enjoy the last week of my trip um, as much as I can, eat a lot of food. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. Like I feel like I'm just sitting around waiting to get hungry again so I can go out and eat some more food. But uh, anyway, I kind of do wish I um, knew more people here, and I wish the hostel was a little bit more social so I could like make some friends and go out more. I just I think the last trip when I was in Tokyo in 2017 and just met like a bunch of people right off the bat and like we went out and we partied all night and um, uh, I just I, I thought I would be like recreating that experience a little bit but it, I guess I guess I did the <coughs> pub crawl but I just felt different for some reason um, so Anyway, hopefully I'll meet some new people. It looks like there's a takoyaki making class, which I might join. Um, the other day there were there was a group doing a, 
sort of an English language exchange here. So they asked me if I just, I was just sitting like dorking around on my phone. So they, they asked me if I wanted to join. I was like, sure. So I joined the little language exchange and got to talk to some people and that was cool. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, um, I'm just kind of chilling, you know, just doing my thing and, um, which feels okay. Um, and, uh, maybe I'll, I'll create some new missions and, uh, hit Himeji Joe, hit the fish market, see a couple other things, maybe hopefully make some new friends here. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing all my friends back at home and I will uh, keep you updated. Thanks again for listening.